Welcome to the Friendship Paradox, a podcast about friendship, personalities, and everything in between. I'm Stephanie. I'm a classic introvert and a Sagittarius with a bit of wanderlust. And I'm Brianna. I'm a classic extrovert and a down-to-earth Virgo who loves to get outside and explore. We're not personality experts. We're just two besties who love talking about personalities and want to share that with the world. Join us this season as we talk all about traveling, from international excursions to work travel. We have it all on the itinerary. What are we waiting for? Come sail away with us. Hey, Brie. Hi, Steffi. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 3 of The Friendship Paradox. In this episode, we're going to discuss the nitty-gritty that is work travel. But we had a conundrum this episode. We did? A bit of a conundrum because I, Stephanie, have never traveled for work. I mean, that's, you know, a little bit of a blessing, a little bit of a, and not a curse, but there's, yeah. I've had some fun with my work travels. Yeah, I would like to experience it sometime in my life, but it just has never happened for me. So I don't really have any sort of perspective to bring to work travel, but then a light bulb went off. We have someone who is an introvert like me and does a lot of work travel. And that is our BFF, Amber. Welcome, Amber. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yay. It's her podcast debut. All right. So, Amber, before we get started with all of our things, we want to ask about your personality types because that's what our podcast is all about. So let's start with your Myers-Briggs. What is your Myers-Briggs type? I am an ISFJ. Okay, so you're the introvert version of Brie. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. What is your Enneagram number? I am an Enneagram type six. Our little planner slash worrywart. Zodiac. Taurus. Taurus. I don't know what that, any of that means because... Steph, I think your mom is a Taurus, right? No. No, cancer. she's a Cancer. I always get that wrong. <laughs> and because my friend Erin will probably listen to this, I'll elaborate on that and share my big three. Taurus, okay. Virgo, Cancer. Okay. Perfect. Yes, I know my big three now because I'm a Sagittarius who does not feel like a Sagittarius. What is your love language? My love language is words of affirmation. Let's go. That's me. I was going to say there's a reason why she gets along with us so well. Yes. (laughs) And do you know your Hogwarts house? Probably a Gryffindor. Ooh, okay. We got a Gryffindor sitting with some Hufflepuffs, but we'll let her in. We'll let her in. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so thank you for indulging us, Amber, in all of that personality talk. 
And before we dive into our episode topic, we are going to have some life updates because that's how we start all of our podcast episode. And we wanted to include Amber in that. So Amber, why don't you kick us off with your life update? What is going on in your world? Well, my current area of focus in my personal life is the bridal show that I will be having a table at next weekend. And Brianna here is going to be my wing woman for that. So I'll be promoting my personal travel agency and hoping to meet with some brides. And I've been spending a lot of time getting ready for that. That's so fun. And like Brie is the perfect wing woman for that. I'm really excited to help her. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Fun. Brie, what about you? What's going on in your world? Today marks 42 days until my next vacation. (gasps) Yay! I'm very excited. It is a virgin voyage. So it's another cruise. And actually, Amber's probably going to talk about this in a little while. But she helped me book it. She did, our little travel agent. Our little travel agent. So I'm getting really excited. Sean started booking our restaurant reservations because that's something that you can do ahead of time. And Virgin doesn't have like a main dining room. One of their key differentiators is that they have like different themed restaurants. Like by theme, I mean like a style of food. Like there's a steakhouse, there's an Italian restaurant, there's a Korean barbecue restaurant. So I'm really excited. (laughs) You know, for me, vacation is all about food. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm already planning my out of office documentation. (laughs) I'm like ready to go. Ah, Summertime vacations. I'm here for them. Absolutely. Stephanie, what's your life update? Mine is not as exciting, but it's a good PSA. So my life life update is that I had to get some moles removed a few weeks ago. Ew, been there, done that. You had to have them like excised. Yes, fully removed. Yes, I have a lot of moles on my body, so I get them checked regularly like you should. So there's your little PSA to schedule a skin check with a dermatologist just to make sure everything looks fine. The last, I usually have to get my moles biopsied because they always look weird. And the last two times they've come back with abnormal markers. So it's just recommended to get them removed just in case they turn into melanoma. So that's what I did. I had to get seven stitches in my back, which just feels like a lot of stitches for a mole. So it just hasn't been a fun few weeks of dealing with that and trying not to pop a stitch. And then they're itching and you can't really itch them. And I got them removed, though, a few few days ago. So we're on the mend, got it taken care of, and I can move forward now i think that's the perfect summertime psa because yes. uh, prevention is sunscreen wear your sunscreen wear your sunscreen also some people are just predispositioned to have moles go yes. bad skin cancer whatever so yep. good job getting it checked out thank you now can you convince producer sean to go to a dermatologist i mean he needs to our little red-headed pale-skinned producer he is and refuses refuses to go to a dermatologist i don't know what to do 
just tell him you're taking him to a brewery and instead just like, oh, before we go there, we're just going to stop here real quick. I like don't know if I can pull that much of a fast one on him. But I like where you're going with that. I might have to try it. Yes. I mean, can't hurt to try. Right. Yeah. Okay. So life updates out of the way. We're all caught up on each other's lives. So I wanted to start off with logistics about work travel. So how often are you traveling? Where are you going? How long are these trips? What are the reasons you're traveling? All that good stuff. So Amber, we'll start with you. So last year, I think I traveled five or six times for work. This year in 2023, I've done two work trips. The locations vary. This year, both of my work trips have been to Mexico. So that's been fun. But typically domestic U.S. last year, some highlights. I went to California, Chicago, New York, and a few other cities along the way. And the trips are typically like three to five days, which for me is the perfect amount of time to be away from home. I'm not crazy about going away for long periods of time. So like three days is just long enough to get away, but not too stressful to be gone. And when I travel for work, sometimes conferences, sometimes or most of the time events, logistics and stuff. And now with my travel business, some of those are what are called fam trips. So familiarization trips. So it's a chance to explore a new place, get some training and experience it. So those are always fun. Fun. Like I never realized part of being like a travel agent is you just get to visit new places. Yeah. That's fun. It's like part of her job. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Bree, what about you? Tell us about your work travel logistics. I travel for a few different reasons for work. There was a, a halt put to it during the pandemic, but I was doing client visits, and those were once or twice a year, depending on the size of the client. And in my new role, I still have client visiting trips and those are they're first for very high level clients those are quarterly and the location is New York City a lot of big headquarters are still in like the big metro areas and I think that's going to be a common that's like a, a common theme for like Amber's work travel and mine those big metro areas are where like I have to travel to so New York City for that also the office I'm based out of for work when I need to go for like a work event like the holiday party is also New York City so I've been to New York a couple times already this year we have an annual sales kickoff conference and that was at a resort in California which was really nice it was actually fun but it was also a lot of work very exhausting (laughs) and client trips are to wherever the clients are based so right now most of my clients are based in New York but I do have one in Atlanta that I'll likely have a trip to. I have one conveniently here in Tampa. So I had a localized work trip. So that was nice. And most of my trips are two to three days. They rarely last longer than that. So it's like a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Tuesday through Thursday, or Wednesday through Friday. So it's usually a pretty quick trip, which is good. And when I go to New York, it's partially in my own office and partially at my clients' offices. Rarely it's a third-party site. 
cool stuff I don't know anything about. So tell us about the last work trip you took. Where was it? What were you doing? Why did you go? How long did you go? All that good stuff. Amber? The most recent work trip I went on was to Mexico, and we had a large group of colleagues there, around 75 to 100, I don't remember the exact number of colleagues there, but folks from all over the country came out, and my role in a trip like this is coordinating the travel and logistics for our executive leaders, and then on-site help as well, so I'm kind of running around, making sure people get where they need to be and some nice parts of that or getting there and learning your way around so you're prepared to help people and making sure there's no hiccups. Fortunately, we have a great events coordinator that handles all of the on-site details. So she kind of leads the charge on more specific details once we're there. But yeah, it was a really great trip with some beautiful scenery. It looked amazing from Instagram. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous of it because my last work trip was to the concrete jungle of New York City, which a lot of people love New York City. I'm not the biggest fan of it. I can understand its charm and appeal. And of course, as a foodie, I have that benefit. And yes, I did go out to eat to a couple great restaurants on my last work trip. It was for an in-person with clients and also for a like a like a product launch party for my company and so it was a day in office it was a day that was half in office half with one of my clients and then at during one of the evenings it was the actual launch party event and that was at a bowling alley just technically just out of Times Square it was like down it was like you know I had to walk through Times Square to get to it so overwhelming (laughs) but there was like a hundred people there It was a big networking style event, but it was a good time. Fun. Love it. Okay, now let's talk about the good stuff. What do you guys love about traveling for work? Amber? One of the benefits to traveling for work is that you sometimes get to explore new places or go back to places. So personally, I am a fan of New York City. So if I had Bree's work trips, I would enjoy them. And I would use that as an opportunity (laughs) to find some great restaurants. Last time I was in New York City, I had a chance to meet up with a friend for a drink in the evening. And depending on your work trip, what you're going for can be a great opportunity to add on some personal travel to that. So like last year when I went to California, I was able to add on a personal day, explored a city nearby where I was going for a conference. So it's a great way to get away, explore new places, try new things, meet new people, even though I'm an introvert. But depending on the type of work travel, there's a lot of social aspects involved. A lot of the benefits for me are kind of the same. So even though I don't love going to New York, I have family in New York and I do often double the trip up with like getting to see my cousins for dinner. And I've also done the extension thing because with work travel, as long as the pricing is comparable, your company's usually doesn't care if your flight back is on Thursday night or Sunday night if the pricing's the same. So you're responsible for all the other expenses, like for the quote unquote extension, but the flight they'll cover. 
So that part is actually really nice. So I have worked in a family trip with a work trip before. I did not get to extend when I was in California, which was kind of a bummer because I would have loved to stay in California and done some more California things because I enjoyed visiting California when I went in 2019 for funsies. But it is a benefit. And I have utilized that benefit. I also don't mind the $60 a day food stipend. (laughs) Like when you're (laughs) commuting to and from the office at home, for example, like your morning coffee's on you. But if you have a, but when you're traveling and you're on like travel time, you get to expense (laughs) that morning coffee. And so there's, there's a little bit of a benefit to like curb the, you know, like the inconvenience and like the personal time that work travel takes away because you don't get to go home at night usually. So there, so I, I take advantage of those like other little perks. Makes sense. I love it. Okay. Now let's talk about the hard stuff, guys. Amber, you're our resident introvert. So what do you find difficult about work travel? The thing that I find difficult about work travel is it can be absolutely exhausting. So as an introvert, I need time to recharge my batteries. And often in planning meetings for these trips, I will speak up and say, we need some introvert time in the day. Oh my God, I love that so much. People don't necessarily respond well to that or understand, but sometimes I'm like, hey guys or gals, we need to think about the introverts here. We're jam packing a day with events and activities and work time. People need a break. And I feel like when you're away from home, you can kind of double down on needing that break because everything is different and you lose your routine. You don't quite feel comfortable with where you're at or familiar with it. So you need some time to recharge. So like I said, I do enjoy the social aspect of work travel, but as an introvert, there's a give and a take that comes with that. So if I'm on and I'm actively socializing, I need time to either prepare for that or recover from that, sometimes in the form of a nap. We love a good 25-minute recharge nap in a hotel. But for my work travel, particularly some of these bigger trips, I'm up and at it at 6 a.m., and I'm not back in my room to recover till 11 p.m. Oh, my God. So there's lots of things that I need to be on point for. I never know who's going to call or text or what they're going to need or what it's going to involve. So I try to find those little pockets in the day where I'm not necessarily on, where I can just sit in silence in my hotel room or take a TikTok break or take a little recharge nap. I love that. And I love that you are advocating for our introverts who also need that. And yes, all of that, all of the above. Yes, I will always advocate for the introverts. I, I I appreciate that you do that. And I'm I'm an extrovert. But honestly, even we need breaks. Yes. Yes. Extroverts also need breaks. Okay. So Brie. You're obviously our extrovert in the room, the only extrovert in the room. 
the only extrovert in the house. My goodness. So, I mean, work travel must be just the most fun thing ever, and there's nothing difficult about it, right? Wrong. Oh, no. (laughs) What is difficult? Tell us. You know, the breaking the routine is, is tough. The breaking the routine is tough. But also, for me, like, my evenings are my form of recharge time during the work week. So when I lose those... And I come back and my weekends are as jam-packed as you might imagine because I'm an extrovert who likes to make a lot of plans and I go a lot of places and I do a lot of things. I find I burn out a lot faster during a time where I have had a work trip. And I think it's because of that lack of chill out time plus the disruption of whatever semblance of a routine I have. Also, it messes up your sleep. You could be in the fluffiest hotel room bed, but if it's not your home bed, like you're just not sleeping that well. So I would say the the sleeping thing is is a big like negative. And sleep matters for your whole body health. That's right. <laughs> that's that's why I caught the plague that I complained of last week. Just yes, because you were just a staying. lot of not sleeping enough, a lot yeah. of too much activity, not enough chill time and working too much, too, you know. This makes me wonder, do introverts get sick less often than extroverts? I mean, they have to. Well, I do think introverts are much better about finding those rest periods and breaks, which are very important for maintaining lower stress levels. I might Google this. Yeah, might be something worth researching. (laughs) Yeah, now I'm curious. You should look that up when you ask the next question. (laughs) Like, I want to know now. So, Amber, we wanted to talk a little bit about the other side of work travel for you because you're not only traveling for work, but you're also coordinating travel both with your company you work for and the executives and stuff like that, but also you are a travel agent yourself helping other people plan their dream vacations with booked travel planners. Book now with Amber. Yes. Thank you. That was, I love that it. was perfect. So let's talk a little bit about that. What is it like just overall coordinating travel for other people? So it can be a challenge and it can also be a lovely way to share and experiences with people. So I love helping people with trips that I personally have experienced like Brie on her Virgin Voyages cruise because I can tell her which restaurants to go to or what it's like checking in or what to expect once you're on board what the hammock on your balcony is like I can share all those little tips and tricks and for me for pretty much my whole adult life I've been doing that in an informal way through personal travels and helping people experience that joy. So I love that part about helping people with their trips. It can be difficult helping people when you don't necessarily have that hands-on experience with where they're going. So there's a lot of research involved. Also for personal trips, doing that research takes a lot of time, which is often worth it. And I will say some of the difficult parts about planning travel for other people is there are so many unknown variables. So based on all of my personality types, I'm a little bit of a type A. I like things to be detailed, planned, and accurate, but I only have so much control over those things. So there's weather, there's 
maintenance issues. There's all kinds of things that can pop up when you're planning travel for other people that can make it difficult. And also understanding what this other person wants. So who's the audience? So I understand that if I'm planning a trip for Brie, a resident extrovert, her style might be a little bit different than mine. So I have to really take the time to understand that to help her have the best experience. I love that. I never even thought about like probably being in tune to your own personality means you can like be help other people plan the kind of vacation that works for them. For me, it's the control thing. Yeah. Like I am also like my personality types, we like structure and control and planning and like having all that. So I can't like the the idea of like having to relinquish a certain amount of control like there, like you can plan to a point and you can even have some backup plans. But like at the end of the day, like you might have to be like flexible and like roll with the punches. And that totally terrifies me. So Amber is the type of brave I wish I could be. <laughs> Truth. Yes. And I'll say one thing that I've had to learn to adjust to is that no news is good news. So if something goes wrong, you're going to hear about it. If everything goes right, you don't hear about it, at least not till someone's back and wants to chat. So sometimes it's like, I know this is happening today. They're getting on a plane and I want to know, like, did you get there? Did you make it on? How's the weather? How's the room? What does it look like? Send me a picture. And most people... I guess a good thing, are so focused on what they're doing. They're not really thinking about little old me sitting here like following along. So I had to learn that it's okay to just let things happen. And if something goes wrong, I'll hear about it, which isn't necessarily a good thing. But, you know, at least I could be there to fix it. But it's hard sometimes not to get that like gratification, like, look how much fun they're having or did they make it and I'm kind of like sitting by without a lot of control or perspective on it yeah and like as a words of affirmation person we're like we want to know like oh you got to this hotel and you were like oh my god this is the best like it's so beautiful here like you want to hear that like they're having a good time like if they don't say anything you're like okay well I just have to know that they are having a good time and they'll let me know like at the end how they felt about it. But I agree that like control of not knowing how things are like really going would be hard. Yes. And I think that's a good point with the love language of words of affirmation that I didn't really connect the dots on before now. That's me. I'm just a personality expert slash (laughs) non-expert. Okay. Are we ready for our rapid fire section? Oh my God. Are you really going to subject Amber to this? I am. This is like the new thing we're doing this season. Okay. (laughs) But at least it's not a this or that. Okay. Okay. First one. Favorite airline? Delta. Delta. Oh, Delta for the win. I think that's that's actually a really easy one. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's Nicole Byer's favorite. And I believe she wants to marry the like CEO of Delta. And is it an attractive person? I don't know if he is. I just know she wants like all of the extra perks she would get. And he's single for all I know. Oh, well, let's look him up, Brie. His name is Ed Bastion. Yes. He is an older white gentleman. 
the photo I have of him is his headshot in a blue suit. He wears Clark Kent style glasses. Love that. He's not unattractive, but he's not attractive to, to me. But also it's probably the whole age gap thing. He's been the CEO since 2016. That's a long reign. He's kind of cute. He's kind of cute. Hey, listen, I would marry that to get all the Delta perks. He's 65 years old. Okay, maybe not. Actually, I'm just going to say no to that. (laughs) He, yeah, yeah. And he lives in New York. But maybe he has a son that's more in our age range. Ah. Yeah, it does say he has four children. There we go. Okay. That was a a long rapid fire question. What is your favorite time of day to fly for work? Midday. Crack of dawn. (laughs) And here's where the differences come in. (laughs) Favorite airport? Tampa. Tampa. And we're, we're definitely a little biased, but there like definitely is a reason why it's the number one ranked airport in the United States. And their Instagram is a vibe. And Phoebe the Flamingo is everything. Yes. She is also Bree's best friend because she travels so much. (laughs) Must have pre-flight treat. Well, I will say at Tampa International Airport, there is a delicious pre-flight destination called the Columbia Restaurant. So I love flying out of whatever terminal has the Columbia. And I will specifically look up to see if I'm flying out of that terminal and get there (laughs) early if I am to enjoy the Columbia Restaurant. But in general, I would say... For some reason, I really love to have a Kit Kat on a flight. So I'll buy one like when I go get a bottle of water and get myself a little bit. I love that. And the Delta Terminal is the one that has the Columbia. Oh, the Columbia is so (laughs) good. We did that on our Boston trip, I think. Yes. We like four of us were able to have some Columbia before we left because it was like a later flight. Yeah. Anyway, go on. My favorite pre-flight treat is to get an iced coffee before getting on the trip uh that kind of coincides with that early morning flight that i like to take yeah the reason i like to take that first flight out is because your statistical likelihood of delay is way down true true but you also have to be up at the crack of dawn so (laughs) yeah i'm gonna disagree with brie on that flight time because (laughs) for me if i have to be on an early flight i won't sleep the night before yeah, and suddenly my normal alarm clock will not work. Yeah, in my head, of course, of course, of course. So yeah, I prefer <laughs> where I can get up, have a leisurely morning, get to the airport at a reasonable time, and not not rush. <laughs> yeah, that feels normal. But we love you, Brie. I know I'm not normal. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Must have accessory for flying. AirPods. Not just AirPods, but for all the planes that I fly on, like normal earbuds, like with oh, the actual yeah. jack. Yeah. You need it for Delta. You need, although D- Delta, they, they hand out free ones to you, but I like to have my own Delta, JetBlue, some American flights now, like the newer planes have the TVs and you have to have a jack. So I think there is an apple product you can buy that works with your airpods right yeah it's like a converter i think yeah yeah like it goes maybe it goes to the jack and then it converts 
guys, technology is amazing. What will they think of next? Okay, last one. On the flight, are you watching a movie, reading a book, sleeping, doing work, or something else? I am watching a movie, preferably a documentary, on a flight. I don't watch a ton of movies at home in my normal life, so I use flights as an opportunity to do that. However, as an avid reader, I do have enough books to get me through the flight and then some, just in case I decide not to watch the movie that I've downloaded on the flight. Perfect answer. I'm sleeping (laughs) almost every time. Is it because you're up at the crack of dawn? Sometimes it's (laughs) it's because of that. But also, if there's any sort of turbulence, I have to have my eyes closed anyway. So closing my eyes and getting into that nice relaxed state, I'm like guaranteed a nice little snoozle. I love it. Yeah. Every time there's turbulence on a plane, I'm just like, wee! And then I realize I'm like up in the air and I'm like, oh my God. No. This could be bad. So that's me in a nutshell. Okay. Let's give our listeners some tips. Amber, we're going to start with you. What's a tip you have for people who travel for work? So for my introverts out there, and some extroverts may appreciate this too, but creating a mini routine is so important when you're traveling. So whatever that may be, a very small thing that gets you some semblance of a routine or something to look forward to or a little treat, to me is so important on a trip. So for example, when I was in Chicago last year, there were a bunch of hotels connected through this underground tunnel, and one of the paths led to an underground Dunkin' Donuts. So every morning... We took a walk to the Dunkin' Donuts and got our iced coffee, and I looked forward to that every morning because I knew whatever time I was waking up, whatever I had going on that day, I knew I could look forward to that. And it also mirrors what I do at home. So your mini routine doesn't necessarily have to mirror what you do at home, but I think it's helpful. So it might be for some people going to the gym and working out in the morning or late at night. It might be taking that midday nap if you can it might be you know doing something that you can just look forward to every day while you're not at home and you're out of your normal routine that is literally brilliant and i am totally taking that tip tamber tip amber i'm taking that tip amber tamber (laughs) tip amber (laughs) oh my god okay brie what about you give us a tip for everyone get TSA pre-check. <laughs> I would second that tip. With the year of work travel that I have had so far in 2023, I've had to get on a plane for work four times within six months. Like, And that's just my work travel. That's not inclusive of my personal travels, which also required a lot of getting on and off of airplanes. It has more than paid for itself. It's like, it's like $75 or $80 around there. It lasts for five years. And in certain airports, it just expedites your process through security. And even in certain airports where, like, there's usually not long lines, like, for example, Tampa, I never have I waited more than, like, 10 to 15 minutes before. And that was, like, on a bad day. 
just the fact that you don't have to take out your laptop, which if you're traveling for work, you're probably going to have your laptop. Just the fact that you don't have to take that out and you don't have to take off your shoes, worth it. (laughs) I would second that tip and check your credit cards to see if they will pay that fee for you because most will give you a $100 credit or so to get global entry, which then includes TSA pre-check. And global entry is also a lifesaver for international travel especially if you have a layover at a major hub airport like Atlanta or Boston or JFK, because those customs lines can be very long and some layovers are unfortunately very short. So global entry is amazing on top of the TSA pre-check. So you gave us a tip not only for work travel, but also for our episode, our previous episode on international travel. Like, High achiever over here. What a professional. <laughs> I know. It's like she does this for a living. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, we love a free benefit of a credit uh, card. Yeah, absolutely. And we also love saving time because some of us have anxiety. <laughs> and, you know, even if you have a two-hour layover, you might feel a little anxious standing in a line. So just having that peace of mind to know that you have the expedited TSA pre-check or global entry can really help ease your mind when you're traveling for sure love it i do want to go back to our discussion on extroverts and introverts and who is healthier oh you looked it up okay yeah let's I do did this. look it up it didn't really give me any definitive answer but it did say that some studies have been done and found out that extroverts have stronger immune systems maybe because we expose ourselves to yeah. more germs yeah so you guys are like out with people more and like exposing yourselves to more viruses so that your immune system can fight it interesting because my lifestyle is definitely the reason why my immune system was so down like my immunity was down so i guess it's a a double edge yeah but they're also saying like oh like being out and meeting people that like makes you happy and like like "Mm." So does a good book in bed, though. Yeah. Like, like, even that, I know that one. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. So I don't know how much I believe in that. Okay. We will end our episode, as we always do, with some obsessions. And Amber will be joining us with our obsessions. So, Amber, what are you obsessed with? I am currently obsessed with the new season of Queer Eye on Netflix, which, Brie, correct me if I'm wrong, I think is season seven. That sounds right. (laughs) Give or take. I don't know the exact number. But if you have not watched Queer Eye in the past, it is impossible to be sad while you're watching it. But you will 100% cry. Yes, you probably will cry, but you will not be sad. And it may even motivate you to kickstart a little something in your own life. But personally... Jonathan Van Ness is just a human ray of sunshine, and watching him makes me very happy. Yeah, I flew yeah. through. I flew through the season. It was based in New Orleans. Oh, fun! Yeah, you told me to watch that, and I don't think I have yet. I always have to like prepare myself because, like, I know I won't be sad, but like, I know I will feel feel a lot of feelings for all these people, and then I just love all the guys. It is very emotive. Yeah. Brie, what are you obsessed with? Gonna come at a total right angle here. I'm currently obsessed with these toe separators that I 
bought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I don't love my feet. I don't think they're very cute. But one of the things that is really difficult about my feet when I get, you know, it's just like inherited. My toes like try to cross into each other. And also my mom has had bunionectomies. Like so bunions are a hereditary problem that I'm faced with. And while I don't do a ton of wearing poor footwear, especially now after the ankle break, like like there are certain shoes that I just don't think I'm going to be able to like wear anymore but like and I primarily wear like really good quality sneakers and stuff like that I am starting to get some bunion formation and I didn't think that there was anything that I could do about it but then the coach at my gym recommended toe separators and it turns out there's like multiple benefits. So it's, it is actually helping me straighten out my toes so they're not crossing over each other anymore. I wear them for like an hour to a day. And they're actually, I'm noticing it's like strengthening certain muscles that you don't usually use. And it like engages them. So when I first started wearing them, they're really uncomfortable. But I actually think it's helping me with like rehabbing my ankle. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. So it's like it was a $10 investment. And, like, for as weird as they are, I actually have them, like, right behind Amber. It's those pink things right there. Yeah, like, they they actually, like, not a bad thing to try out. So I'm obsessed with them because they're actually helping me fix a a problem. That's cool. Like, no surgical intervention, just sticking, like, it's it's literally, like, silicone rubber in between my toes. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah. So that's my current obsession. All right, Stephanie, you can wrap up our obsessions. What are you obsessed with right now? Well, my obsession is my new bed. We talked about this last season that I was in the process of getting a new bed. And it is here. She is beautiful. She is comfortable. She is cozy. She's everything I want her to be. My brother, I got her from my brother because he works for a furniture store. For furniture store. A furniture furniture store. And he was able to get me a really great deal on a mattress and box spring. And I bought a bed, a new like headboard from another furniture store. I didn't like what they had. But he and his work partner came over and they put my bed together. They unraveled the mattress because it comes all shuck together that was a wonderful noise to make on this podcast yeah i'm gonna like cut it and copy it and i'm just gonna like randomly insert it into episodes now (laughs) what a what a sound bite i know so and then like the first night i slept on it i was like "Uh uh-oh did i accidentally get a firm mattress because i don't like a firm mattress and then later i realized no stephanie it's just that this mattress is not lumpy and saggy as your other one. It's actually got like structure to it where my other I like I did not realize how saggy and lumpy my other bed was. until I got on this one. I was like, oh, this is how you're supposed to sleep. Oh, spinal support. Imagine that. <laughs> so that is what I am obsessed with. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I hope it improves your sleep and your bodily pains and aches. Yeah, please, please. So that will do it for this episode of the Friendship Paradox. We did it. We will be back in your ears next week with another travel-related episode. 
So make sure you're subscribed to our feed so you can listen to it the minute it downloads and no later than that. Yeah, you can't wait. No. Urgent. Totally. Listen ASAP. (laughs) In the meantime, we'd love it if you could rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts so more people can find us and enjoy our lovely voices. You can also find us on Instagram at The Friendship Paradox and tell a friend about us. Spread a word. Spread the word. Spread a word. Spread the word. Spread every word. Spread all of the things. No, don't do that. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Please just spread the word about the podcast, not other things. (laughs) Spread the word and spread your toes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. On that note, I'm Stephanie. I'm Bree. Thanks for hanging out with the Friendship Paradox. Bye-bye.